That was a really cool intro. I really dig that, Tim. Shout out to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy for the audio video of that amazing oh, thing. Going forward, good. the exciting thing about in reviews now is we have uh, Carter Harrell to do the like custom kind of funny jingle crossover with whatever franchise we're doing. So we're stepping our game up because I've just been stealing people's work for the last <laughs> you know three years. It's like, oh, we got we got the Avengers theme. Fuck it, I'm just going to use it. No gotcha. more, no more. Now we now got we're getting, the, now the we have a custom orchestra, the custom stuff. So dope, so dope. Anyways, this is. Kind of funny. It's Christopher Nolan in review. We're finally doing it. We said we were going to do this way back in January this year, which feels like three years ago. Um, but we are going to rank and review every movie that Christopher Nolan has ever made, with the exception of the Batman movies, because we're going to do those later in a Batman in review, and that's going to be oh. a great time all to itself. Will Batman in review be just the Nolan ones or all Batmans? Don't ask stupid questions, Greg. All, all fucking Batman. <laughs> Guys, I already got I already got to start on that because I watched the 1989 Batman. Uh, that was on TV the other day. Yeah, and Batman Returns. Yeah, it's really nice. good. Uh, number yeah, one, let's number just two. do those right now. All right, let's just go. So we open in Gotham City. It's Great. all fucking oh, steamy yeah. and dark and shit. I don't know why there's so much steam, but there is. Oh my God, <laughs> For some reason, in 1989 Batman, no one knows who Bruce Wayne is, which is also weird. Yeah, I love how she has to go. She's like, "Hey, what happened to that alley? What happened to this you not know? How would you not know the billionaire?" Well, even fucking fucking Knox doesn't know either. It's like, get your shit together, people. But Nicholson, oh my god, so good. Kidding we me? do kind of funny in review every Tuesday <laughs> and Friday here live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games for the next uh, ten weeks ish. We're going to be doing Tuesdays Nolan in review and Fridays uh, Studio Ghibli Miyazaki in review. Um, every movie written and directed by Miyazaki that debuts this Friday. Um, with this cast replacing Greg with Belinda Garcia, so that's going to be a lot of. Fun. That's a good choice. That's a good. That's a there. good. Good substitution. Yeah. So um, there's a people have been been commenting on these interviews, and there's a, a lot of a lot of hype around it. There's a lot of people saying that this is definitely going to be the best ten weeks of interviews ever in terms wow. of quality movies. So oh, okay. will we bring the quality in terms of our content, Greg? That's up to you. I'm on That's it. Don't worry. You. I can guarantee right. right now this following performance is going to be one you want to follow. Good. Good. <laughs> doing I'm Tim Geddes. We have Nick Carpino. We have Hello. Kevin Coelho. We got Greg Miller. We got Andy Cortez. Andy, how are you doing? You're suspiciously quiet over there. I'm, I'm, I got a throat thing, man. I got I got a throat Good. thing. I got. I hope not. I hope not. There's no heart. There's no shortness of breath. Oh but guys, like, I've got funny, a throat right? thing. Have you tried to hold your breath for ten seconds? I did it I'm for 30 kidding. That, that isn't, that isn't, that's not a thing. I was joking. You can watch the show live, kind of funny. Wait, without you can breathing? watch it later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to it if you like podcasts. Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Reviews. If you want to get the show ad-free, patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers did. Muhammad, Muhammad, and Al, Tribesman, uh, Momo, Mo Squared, Momo Mo Squared, the Predator, all that stuff, right? We appreciate both. Of you. <laughs> you see that Connor Dowell didn't come back this month. <laughs> I wonder yeah, why shocker. on any of the shows. <laughs> well, because it's why nice Connor Dowell. You? <laughs> why are you delighting in this? Greg uh, is like we, we chased always... him away. We chased him <laughs> we away. We always said if one person would eventually get chased away, and here it was, Connor Nolan. You know what I mean? <sighs> Connor Nolan. Anyways, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Today we're talking about following, released on September 12th, 1998, directed by Christopher Nolan, a man who was born July 30th, 1970. So there we go. Happy a young, young lad when he, yeah, his birthday's coming up soon. We, we will actually, no, I guess it won't be on his birthday that we're doing one of these, but whatever. 
during his birthday. Could, we we, that, week, that week we could flip it. Maybe in honor of Nolan. We'll fucking see. We're anyway, totally. he's a British Wait, American. I don't know filmmaker. why I just assumed that. Oh, it is a Friday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's we a can Friday. See. We could see. Anyways, he's a British American filmmaker known for making personal, distinctive films within the Hollywood mainstream. His directorial efforts have grossed more than four point seven billion dollars. What, Greg? What B? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I really do feel like a teapot sometimes. Do, you know what I mean? And I used to get able, I used to go toot toot and like let out the steam. You know what I mean? At the office with y'all and hanging out with you. And we didn't even do the kind of funny podcast last week together. So it's just like, it's built up. And just for no reason, I'm ready to fucking go. You know what I mean, Nick? Get on my level. Show me Einstein. Einstein me, Nick. Ah, there it is. Thanks. Meat eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so happy I was looking away so for that. Horrible. <laughs> $4.7 billion. Something to be celebrated, guys. Um, also, a total of 34 Oscar nominations and 10 wins. Oh. Um, he's received many awards and honors. Uh, Time Magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2015. And in 2019, he was appointed Commander of the Order of the British Empire. Fuck yes, he is. That means wow. if the that Queen dies, he That's a real king. thing? He was appointed Commander of the Order of the British <clears throat> Empire for his services to film. So that is the coolest thing that's ever been said. So he's not a knight, that's, but he's a commander. That's some Harry Potter shit, dude. Is yeah, it, for real. Is that higher than a knight? Like, commandership higher than knighthood? I have no idea. I just I always assume knight, like being Sir Anthony Hopkins or Dame Judi Dench was like the highest accolade you could get from the right. From the I, British I think government. that might be or the monarchy rather. This might have been more of a government thing than a than a, a monarchy thing. But what's Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant, I I don't think he's anything. I don't know he, he's been given a title yet. Oh, I'd on. like to be the, du- the Duke. What's that? Commander and Dame are equal. Oh, sorry, Knight and Dame are commanders. Yes. Oh. oh, they are commander. So they're so, all equal. So you're a Knight commander or a Dame commander? Oh, so he's a Knight. So, so he's, he's Sir, sir. He is. He's Christopher Nolan. That's the coolest fucking thing yeah, ever. Sir Christopher Nolan. That is Nolan. so cool. Holy shit, that's cool. That's I'm joke. still thinking. About, I'm still thinking about Nick going. Ah, I'm eating egg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I, uh, I'm sorry. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, Nick Scarpino, kind of funny. Okay, so my tongue was full of uh, eggs. Yeah. Why is Andy's tongue bright red? What are you doing in there, buddy? He's drinking some of that fury. Code juice. red. You know he he Nick. You know Nick. Andy loves to start his day with a nice, healthy game fuel. That's how he like gets to get up and get his stream on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing says health more than five thousand milligrams of caffeine into your bloodstream. It goes right, in your whatever. Brain. You and I are addicted to coffee. Shut up. A budget, a budget, guys, and this is the shocker here of six thousand dollars. Yeah, when I read that, um, I was, I was this. <clears> so, <throat> This just speaks to how competent a filmmaker he is. Because when I first started watching this, I was like, okay, I can understand this is his first film. But I assumed that this was like he had gotten a budget for this and, and written it and, and kind of went out and, and did it. I didn't realize it was sort of a indie uh, uh, kind of guerrilla filmmaking, all handheld shoot over the span of how many months? A year. A year? I'll, get all, I'll get to all of it. What yeah, was so, impressive um, to me. It's very impressive. What was impressive to me is like it, it looked like it was shot on a handy cam. And yet it was in the Criterion Collection. I, I respect it's that a lot. Yeah, well, it it like. 16 millimeter. I feel like okay. if you uh, if you just show that Criterion Collection in front of any movie, you're just going to seem cooler, you know? Tim, can we throw it's... it in front of the rest of this podcast? Insert it here. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> a budget of $6,000. The production budget of this film being only $6,000 makes it one of the least expensive films in history, period. Um, and it got a box office of $240,000. Um, so this is, came to know, theaters. This did come to theaters. It's very, very limited and, and sure, all sure, that sure. stuff. But 
Um, pretty impressive stuff. So the budget of 6K, that's up against Clerks, which was 27.5K. And that's not even included. Sorry, folks. Give me one second. That was that was my bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kevin. I'm sorry. Kevin, I, pressed, you do? I pressed the wrong button. And now my computer's freaking out. <laughs> my bad, guys. <laughs> oh, just uh, got some notifications on the old Discord. And I was like, oh, clean some stuff up. Close the wrong uh, voice chat. Sorry about that, guys. I've never exited uh, like an ongoing call. You can't get back in them once you've hit out. Hey, Nick, you have to actually turn your camera on again. Oh, is it not there? The bottom left one. There yeah, there we go. Sorry about that, guys. All good. So like I was saying, we I don't theorized know exactly that's, where I got cut off. But we theorized that Cecil stepped on the wrong power cord and the whole neighborhood went down. <laughs> he, he this is all me. Tiberius, Tiberius. It's not the budget name. of six k. is so uh, bad at comedy. Clerks was twenty seven point five k, and um, but it ended up being two hundred thirty k with all the post production stuff um, that Miramax or whatever came in to to help with. So. That's a lot, but Clerks also ended up making three point two million. Right, so there was, was still a, a lot more there. Six grand for for a return of two hundred and forty is pretty pretty awesome. Yes, totally. Um, and a runtime of an hour and nine minutes. You gotta respect it. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I think you have to respect it because that probably is. There's probably some rule of film uh, uh, film festivals in, in in England or in Europe that says you have to be at least one hour and nine minutes. So I'm mm -hmm. guessing he made it exactly because that's like the old school trick where like I think in America and I might be pulling this number out of my ass, but it's like an hour and 15 minutes no. in order to actually be considered a, you know, a feature length. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm guessing that's probably why he tried to hit that mark. But I mean, the movie moves along at a fast clip and it's, it's kind like of, uploading yeah. uh, videos on YouTube at 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, and now it's eight. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, so. Some, oh, there's a lot of facts here that I thought are really interesting about the production and all this stuff. So, Falling was written and planned to be as inexpensive as possible to produce, but no one has described the production of the film as extreme, even for a low-budget shoot. With little money, limited equipment, and a cast and crew who were all in full-time employment on weekdays, the production took a full year to complete. To conserve expensive film stock, every scene in the film was rehearsed extensively to ensure that the first or second take could be used in the final edit. Filming took place on Saturdays for three or four months. Nolan shot about 15 minutes of footage each day. This time frame also moderated the cost of film stock and allowed him to pay for it out of his own salary. For the most part, Nolan filmed without professional film lighting equip equipment, largely employing available light. This was made easier by the decision to use 16mm black and white film. He also used the homes of his friends and family as locations. Oh. I watched a like 26-minute like uh, interview with him about following specifically last night, and it was super interesting of him going into all of this stuff where... Um, they would he would use all the lights and you would notice there's a lot of shots of him. Greg Miller from kind of funny. No, no, finish your story, then I have a question. Oh, um, where like there's so many shots you'll always see them standing next to a window mm. because they're know. they're using the light. Oh yeah. Um and he was saying that he's like, I edited the film in my mind before I actually shot it. He's like, there was the shot list, but I knew exactly what I needed. So he's like, I wouldn't shoot any coverage that I wasn't for sure gonna use. So he's like He's like, we know that we're going to have the the one shot, the one shot. And he's like, but I knew that this scene at the table had to end in the wide. 
of the the two guys sitting with the bag on the table. He's like, so we only shot it in wide. We didn't shoot the other sides because that would lose us time and it would lose us um, money from the the film. And I was like, that's some ballsy ass shit Dude, to commit so to it. Cool. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, sorry, go ahead. Just the last thing I want to say with this is, um, oh, there's two more bits there. The the narrative jumps 31 times between different time periods of the story, which is like insane. And he had it all like mapped out storyline wise of like when the jumps would happen. He um, really and, likes playing with time. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, we'll I didn't movie. think about it that much until, uh, till I was watching this movie and we see the first time, like the first like couple of time jumps when you're like, oh the 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 bruise on his eye keeps changing, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, oh he's messing around with time, and then I was like, wait a minute, that's <laughs> that's such a big thing for him. Yeah, he loves yeah, time. He loves One him. trick pony, you know. Um, so the last, the last thing I want to say that I, I learned during the interview that was really cool <laughs> is pretty much the entire film is shot, uh, with a single cam and handheld, um, with the exception of the opening shots that were actually on a professional dolly. And he was like, the reason we did that is we wanted the movie to start to feel like it's a real movie. And we didn't want people questioning like, oh, this is like some student film shit. He's like, right. but once you get that idea of like setting the tone, once it jumps to the street and it is a bit more handheld, you feel like you're with the characters and you kind of have that leap of faith of just understanding like, okay, this is a movie, but I buy the world that it's in. Whereas if it started with uh, uh, and the entire time was just handheld shit, he was like, it would have been felt a lot cheaper hmm. than what they were trying to go for, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Greg hey, me, from kind of I mean, funny. oh, go ahead, Greg. Yeah, thank you. This is an important question. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Uh, in the documentary or the interview you saw with Christopher Nolan, does he have a British accent? Yeah. Why? Well, I, I mean, it, I could under, understand him. You know? I would have thought this guy. I never thought this guy was British. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. movie started and they were all British. I'm like, did he go to film school in Britain? I was like, wait a second. Is Christopher Nolan British? And then I started well, thinking of all the photos I've seen of Christopher Nolan where he looks like an American, but I've never heard the man speak. And so I was like, that's where he got. That's, so you know Jonathan I mean? Nolan, his brother Jonathan Nolan has an American accent. And I think it's because it was like mm-hmm. they probably spent some time uh, elsewhere or whatever. Yeah, I've, I, it's always been a big question of mine. Uh, upon watching this film, I was like, this motherfucker is always up to some shit. Like, yeah. he's yeah. always yeah, don't trust me. Like, don't take like, your eye this off. This is like a, a, 30 minutes in or yeah, I shouldn't say 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. I'm thinking this is probably going to be a straightforward film, which is kind of interesting because I'm not used to that for me. I'm used to always some bullshit happening. And then, you know, immediately I think about the movie starts off with the, you know, the dude Black getting his ass beat and like the, the rag in his mouth. I'm like, oh, was that the same? And immediately I'm like, wow, Chris, you, know, you got me, bro. You got me. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, just going back to the, the techniques, obviously, that's what, if anyone watched the Clerkson review, that's a lot of that stuff Kevin Smith utilized as well. So the idea for, you know. I'm um, doing black and white photography to not to make sure you don't have to mix colors for, of lighting and stuff like that is really, really cool. I, what I was what's crazy to me is I could have swore he was making films well before the because this is what, 1999, 98. 98. I could have swore he was making movies before that. Like that that blows my mind that in just that short time, he went from this to then what Dark Knight came out when like 2008. Fuck you. Between this and Dark That's, Knight. Unbelievable. Yeah. Think about that run. I'll, I'll say it right now. That might be the best run ever from like your first film just to, to like Academy nominated movie. That's fucking insane. Yeah. It's good. And in, in the interview, which was super fascinating, I think it was a Vice interview, um, they were cutting back to some of his short films that he had done in the years leading up to this. And like, just like Andy was saying, there's always some shit. There's always like some weird ass shit going on. Like, I saw one from, a, I think it was a short film called Doodlebug. 
and I didn't see the whole thing, but I just saw clips in this interview. And it was like, uh, um, I think it was his brother, John Nolan, uh, Jonathan Nolan. Um, like he was big and then the, he, they animated and chroma keyed him out so that he was also small, like a little bug. It was so Kevin. It was the most Kevin thing I've ever seen. But he was like trying to fight himself and like <clears throat> squish the bug. Oh. And like there's the little guys like running around and like the big guys like trying to get him. Then he eventually gets him and then he goes like this. And then there's a bigger one behind him. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it, Nolan. <laughs> um, no, and and to and you know, I think that's kind of the strength of his filmmaking, right? Is like I don't I don't think he is necessarily like the best at shooting stuff. And I think we'll get into that a little bit later with uh with some of his action is a little bit for me, um, could have a little more coverage. What I think he does very very well is he just makes interesting stories that you know if some of it's technically lacking here like we're seeing in this movie where it was a lot of handheld and one shots and and there wasn't a lot of coverage but it's the fact that somewhere along the line the way he had it mapped out in his brain it you're like something's going on here like we have those shots of him beat up his hair is different he's got the rag stuff like something's going down something's not the way we think it's going to be so and it keeps you going, it keeps mm. you motivated to watching the movie and drags you further and further into the mystery. And I think that is sort of like, you know, when we get around to some of his later films, I think that is the strength of what Christopher Nolan is good at. It's just really, really telling an interesting character driven story, regardless of the flashy sci fi or comic book aspects of it. Yeah, I immediately just think of uh, I'm so impressed by the the scope of it and by how you would have to pre-plan this out and have it all written out and have almost like dialogue trees when we talk about how like Quantic Dream makes games and stuff like that and have different outcomes and stuff. I just, I'm immediately so impressed by how do you compartmentalize all these different segments of the movie and how do you plan that? I'm. It blows my mind because my brain does not work well, that way at all. So it's, it's also just one so of those cool. things that once once they cut the actor's hair, it's like you're committed. You, you can't go yeah, in yeah. and do something unless you're getting a wig. Uh, also, one note to what Nick said about like going from ninety eight to two thousand eight with uh, and getting Oscar noms. He got an Oscar nom on Momentum. So it's four Momento. years later. Momento. 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 Four yeah, years I mean, that's, first Oscar. That's nom. insane. It's that's cool. insane. And, and honestly, I think though. screenplay. Well, well, still, I mean, that's that's really, really impressive. And I think that, like, I just feel like he makes such interesting and unique films that are also on the surface. You're like, these seem kind of generic for their genre. And then you get into them. and You're like, I'm just into this. Mm-hmm. Like, this was one of those movies I started. I was like, I'm bored shitless. And by the end, I'm like, I really want to <laughs> see how this I, I want to see how this turns out again. A lot of it because of this. The story on in this one's actually pretty simple, um, and obviously black and white, and sort of the use of all diegetic sound, and that they're not being a lot of music or a lot of coverage for a modern film. Those kinds of things, you're stepping back into like um, a period piece for the for all intents and purposes, where you're not getting a ton of what you would think visually would create that energy as you're watching the movie, like you do now, right? You see a movie now as a cut every freaking three seconds in in anything, in you know, suspense, anything, it doesn't matter. So being lingering in these scenes. It is difficult to keep my attention, um, but but this one, it, I, I I got all the way through it, and I was like, I'm glad I watched that, and I can I can definitely see the the beginnings of you know the master filmmaker that he is today. No one, and even the act, even the actors, like good, you know, like we, we, I, I know I'm so I'm so used like, to <laughs> equating because I think of Clerks and I just think of Black White, an like amateur movie, and. Uh, like yeah, they they were very serviceable, and I'd say you know above average. It was really I think serviceable. Danny Dwyer did a great job. 
I oh, can knock it over. It, Cobb looks so much like a young Danny O'Dwyer. Oh, my O'Dwyer. God, he does. Because Danny O'Dwyer now is an old beat like down horse. But... Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, he's a... weird. Maybe. So I thought Cobb looked like the singer from Somebody Told Me. And you the, killers? the Killers. The Killers. The Killers. Yeah. That's why I thought it was So, Nick, going back to something you, you brought up a, a while back now, but it, it's all in the same conversation. The action scenes are the one thing that he was just like, like, look, I know that they they're bad. Good. And, yeah. but, and he was like, he was like, we tried our best. We had, we, we were trying to work with what we had. And that was the one thing that he felt like he didn't nail. And he was saying that like they, they going in, they knew that was going to be the case. And that's why guns aren't in the movie. They're like, guns that's don't smart. look good. Like you need good guns. You need good effects or else it totally takes you out of these. Like, but you can't really fuck up a hammer. But he's like, but after but making you, it, you kind of can. And like he was saying, like, <clears throat> and he was just like, he was like, look, like. The idea was there and people got it. He's like, but I got to admit, like, even the way that that was shot and stuff, it, it felt not real. It didn't well, feel like someone was actually being hit with the with the hammer, which is interesting and, and cool. And going back even a little further is he was saying that, like, he knew that he didn't have the ability to have all the coverage he wanted and everything. So that's why he had to strategically place time jumps to keep the pace interesting and to keep the yeah. movie moving forward and, and it works and, and it barely works but it works and that's the most important thing right and to andy's point like the acting is serviceable it's leaps and bounds better than what kevin smith had to work with but there are moments where you're like this is starting to feel a little student filmish where you can tell it was the first take and if it was a if they had 20 more million dollars they'd have been like that was great guys let's break for lunch we'll come back and we'll do that again about 100 times until it seems a little bit more like you guys are in your characters but again they were just in it enough they were just good enough as actors and I, I like the, the the only thing that really took me out of it. There's a couple scenes, couple line deliveries, but yeah, that moment where they start, where he beats the guy's ass, where Cobb beats him up. I'm like, man, this is just. This reminds me of like when you'd have to do a fight scene in like a high school musical. And it reminds like, me of the clerk's fight scene. Yeah, it's exactly like the clerk's fight scene where it's like, okay, um, they're not. You can tell they're missing each other by a fucking wide margin. So let's just kind of shake the camera a little bit, but don't shake it too much because then you won't be able to see what's happening. So it's like, let's be conservative about the shake. And then it just, it all ends up being very, very cheesy. But another thing that's cool though, is because of all that stuff where he was like, just working with what they had. It's like, he was like, we wanted to keep everything as simple as possible. And so the, the characters are named in like in the most bizarre ways when you see what they're credited as like Cobb's like the only one with an actual name. Right. Uh, otherwise, the main character is just the young man. Man. The the girls, the blonde. I, I the really guy he was Bill. The he was Bill, wasn't he? He was Bill, but like, yeah, was but that real? But yeah, that's that what big. he says to him as if it's not real. And he also introduces himself as Daniel Lloyd, right? D. Lloyd, the credit card that he yeah. got from Cobb. I, so man, we never knew. I, like to talk a little bit about how I felt about the movie. I really like this movie. Like as I was watching it, I was like, something's going on here, and I'm not exactly sure what. And as this as it unravels i was just enthralled the whole time and once it opens up all the way and you're like oh shit he was fucking with him in this way yeah i i think i i I love it kevin i do think it gets a little too twisty upon twisty upon twisty like no way i immediately i immediately think of like sonic the hedgehog and then when he's like oh twisty or whatever you know like well i i think it's just too much sort of um like mission impossible fallout where the, you yeah, always I mean, think the, they, the, someone had the upper hand and it's always like an extra thing upon an extra thing. It's still cool. Though. I, I do think that like there is some level of like unrealisticness to the fact that like this all had to go perfectly. Like you get the, the, the hitman saw this guy tailing this girl and then got him to tail him 
Or yeah, I don't. That was, was that was the like one that, question. That is a jump in logic, but like that was the one question I had because it re- it relies on too much coincidence right. to be believable. And so at the end of it, I was like, I was left with the question of like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that it, in this guy just randomly picks people to follow, and he just happened to pick two people who were this intertwined in this like insidious plot with what? this gangster and like this guy's a hitman and he's been following this girl. I just I don't understand how that whole thing was supposed to be like reality. Right. Yes, Greg. My interpretation was that he was only following Cobb. And then once they robbed the house and met the blonde and were like, oh, my God, or not meet her. They saw her photos and stuff. They're like, she's gorgeous. He started following her. Oh, and I understand. See, I, that, I understand. They show that her at the very beginning. I, think I know, but they show a whole bunch of stuff at the very beginning that isn't in the right time order chronologically. Interesting. So I think yeah. that was meant to confuse us and make us think he'd already done it. When in reality, I think he robbed the house, thought she was attractive, want, started following her. Saw her go to that bar night after night, then cut his hair, did all that stuff, then came to the bar, met her for the first time, started this relationship, yada, yada. There's still a leap in logic there, Nick, of even though I guess that Cobb lays it on pretty thick of like, man, she's a bombshell. Oh, my God, she's gorgeous, yada, 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 that, okay, I'm seeding this that you're going to go chase her or follow her, but I can't right. guarantee you are. Andy Cortez, yeah. kind of funny.com. I'm just so excited for how this is going to be during Inception. <laughs> we are going to be so... I'm calling it right now. Greg, you need to go to the studio. You need to get the biggest whiteboard you can find and all the sure. markers so we can sure. so we can start tracking all the layers. So I can do it like even better. Kevin, I need you to order me a whiteboard on and it. markers. Okay. Like, okay. Think about go how we the... talked about yeah. the, the time traveling in Endgame. <laughs> this sure. is going to get wild. If, if right, I right can, before we get... Go for it, Greg. If I can, Kevin, I'd like to have it be one of those teacher whiteboards that I can roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. You're gonna put a, you're gonna side. put a giant. You're gonna Jen's gonna stick kill with you. me. Stick with me, Nick. Stick just for Nick. that one week. The week before when we do this in review, huh? Double sided or single sided? Correct. That's Double-sided. not going to the office. You're gonna have to put that outside. You're gonna have to let the, the new the studio's gonna have plenty of space. You don't gotta when be like this. When we do it that Oof. week, when we Oof, do the one before Greg. Inception, I need you to order me that one, Kevin. Don't order it now. The one before Inception. One hundred thirty-five dollars is the cheapest I can find. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's four feet wide too. Can we have Cool Greg in a hazmat suit come to my house and hold the whiteboard we already have? Cool Greg won't wear a hazmat suit. Can we have Cool Greg in an all-white hazmat suit and he just turns around and you ride on his body? He might be into that idea. He might be into you that. On him. Maybe we're <laughs> thinking too art. hard on this. We're thinking too hard on this. I think Barrett might date someone who works in the SF school district. And Maybe can we can go to and just we, No, 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 we no. We can, we can go in there and just use a chalkboard. I'll broadcast from that room. I don't the chalk really lost from this narrative at some point. All right, let's get into the plot. And you want to keep up before we get into the plot, the last the little facts I want to give just because we're doing Nolan in review and I want to try my best to track this is the actors and where they show up in other future movies. It's not future spoilers. It's just don't you fucking spoil this for me. Uh, Jeremy uh, Theobald, who's the main character, the young man, he will later appear in Batman Begins as the younger Gotham waterboard technician. So when we do Batman in review, keep keep your eye out for him. Uh, Lucy Russell, the blonde is in Batman Begins as well as the female restaurant guest. And the most important one here is John Nolan. Not Jonathan Nolan. His dad. Jonathan Nolan is his brother. John Nolan is his uncle, who's the policeman in this. I didn't know that. That guy's a real actor, though, isn't he? He's a real actor. (laughs) He's been in a lot of shit. He's Batman in Batman Begins, right? Uh, No, he is um, the (laughs) Wayne Enterprises board member, Douglas Fredericks, in Batman Begins. And the Gotham Central promotional segments in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. All right, Miller. I can get you one that's 36. It's three feet wide by two feet. Uh Uh 100 bucks. Now, I'd be like, if I were those guys, though, I'd be like this. Listen, man, we worked for you for free for a year. 
and all I get to be is yeah, restaurant seriously. diner number three. Bullshit, bro. Absolutely. I'd have been like, you make me Batman. I don't give a fuck what Christian Bale's biceps look like right now. And I would have immediately Batman. been like, you suck as an actor. You know you suck as an actor. Sit there and act like you're eating steak. And I'd be like, oh, so Michael Caine, Michael Caine's a fucking Michael better actor than Caine. me, Greg? You think Michael Caine can outact me? I'd be like, Sir yeah, did Michael you see Caine. Jaws 3? Great movie. Let's get to the plot. 3D. Andy. You're just over plop, it? Plop. Pop, pop, pop. I'm tired of it, dude. <laughs> Andy, well, okay, hold on. Let's just That's workshop really it. What, this is Nolan, and when you think of Nolan, you think of the... <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's all you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you right, really started that thing. Welcome to 1998 and following, a movie by Christopher Nolan. And I know what you're thinking as you hit play on this bad boy, right? You're like, oh, man, I can't wait to see the following. Is it going to be a big following or a little following? Is it a cult or is it like some kind of army? No, brother. And I'm sorry. I'll use UK slang. No bloke, all right? <laughs> Let me tell you, this ain't your normal fish and chips, all right? This is a guy who follows people are you following me <laughs> holy shit strap in for 69 minutes all right so you start yeah. up and i'll be honest with you i can't understand a goddamn word these people are saying it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot like when i went to see Shaun of the dead the first time in missouri and i sat there and it took a good 15 minutes before i could comprehend any of the british english these people are talking it, about why do people have so many so many problems with this it's funny i've just i've never had an issue but like tim you talked about it earlier andy you've talked about game of thrones before nick do you have uh. a problem with this with with British speak, yeah, no. Hey, for the uh, most part, I, I, I don't. I think the issue comes with with when it's movies that are like indies. If the sound isn't recorded and and actually they don't balanced have ADR. well, well, they don't have ADR. But it's also like sometimes the sound recording is not the best. I, Maybe they're I, talking a little yeah. too fast, and it just doesn't come through with the mix mm -hmm. that well. Mm -hmm. um, I have had issues with that where. We watched another movie. Oh, we watched um, Vast and Night on screencast. And that was one of those where I'm like, I know they're speaking English, but I cannot fucking understand a word they're but saying. I they're assumed, too fast. I assumed that was an Amazon Prime issue where their sound mixing sucks. It really is terrible. Yeah. It really is terrible. Yeah. Anyway, Greg, I had a little bit of an issue with it. A little bit. Yeah. And I, I think not having the inability to have captions. I think the fact yeah. that, yeah, it's an indie in the mix sucked. I think that, yeah, I was just, you know, <clears> all <throat> one muddled track coming out of my soundbar. I was like, whatever. Um, but I get the gist of it. All right. So you got this guy, the young man, Bill, whatever you want to call him, Daniel Lloyd, right? And he's sitting there and he's just confessing all his sins to somebody, some man. And you're like, why would he do this? Is it his therapist? That's what I went to with. I'm like, Is it his therapist? Is this a journalist? I don't understand what's happening. And we get all these flashes and it's, some dude who it'll turn out to be the young man, but I didn't understand this at the time either because, again, in black and white, you lose a lot of detail. Everybody kind of looks the fucking same. And <laughs> then, Greg, and then he also goes, the following events. And I go, is that what they meant by the following? Is that what they meant? Mm. Yeah, I was like, whoa, Christopher mm. Nolan. <laughs> Two minutes in, already <laughs> getting me, already getting me. So he spits out a he spits out a glove, and we see the we see the blonde like they were talking about, and he, we see the pictures, and he's like, you know, he's he basically laying out the fact that hey, you know what I do is I'm a shitty writer, I'm a failed writer, but I'm trying to be a better writer. Trust me, this is the kind of guy you look at, and you're like, you have a lot of shitty opinions about video games, don't you? And you put them on Twitter all day long, you know what I mean? And you're like, all right, you suck at writing, you can't write, but he's like, oh, so you know, to, rather than come up with any original fucking ideas, I follow people around, so I can be like, and then she got her dress caught in the door. You know what I mean? That's like what he's thinking about. He's got to see the shit happen for you. Right? <laughs> so, 
he's walking around and he's looking at people and he's following people and he has all these dumb rules he's telling the person about right of like you know he doesn't get involved and like he's never been a sexual thing and he's all he doesn't want to talk to him he doesn't want to it's not that at all he's just observing people and you got to get out before they observe you kind of thing before they realize it and again again brother they're playing with time here they're jumping all around right so you don't know what the fuck's happening but it turns out he's talking to the policeman we'll find at the end turns out like we just said like right that he wasn't following the girl before he's following the girl in the middle of the movie all this shit's happening but eventually what happens is he's following this guy in a suit who looks a lot like Danny O'Dwyer, a younger Danny O'Dwyer. And he's in a suit and he's got a bag. And so he goes into the coffee shop and he, because the guy's the, ba- the bag guy, uh, Cobb, he goes into the coffee shop. And then young man comes into the coffee shop and he sits down at the coffee shop. And the waitress is like, what do you have? And he's like, I'll have a coffee. And she's like, come on the fuck on, man. It's lunchtime. Like, you can't come in here and take up a table. And he's like, I'll have a toasted cheese sandwich. Fucking and rude, then, dude. Yeah. You know First I mean? off, like, I'd have been like, you know there's what? no one else in here. And second off, that dude's just drinking a coffee. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then she brings out this toasted cheese sandwich, and again, black and white, you lose a lot of detail. This doesn't look toasted to me. All right, it also looks and dry. also, I need it a British person's like opinion. Bread. Is is a toasted grilled cheese sandwich just a grilled cheese? You're are they with someone? Maybe they're trying ask. to. Greg, you know how all these English are. They're trying to make <laughs> oh, everything man. fucking hoity-toity, and they're trying to make everything sound cooler than it is. Or we talk, we say we got to go to the fucking the shitter, and they're always talking about the toilet or the, the loo, loo or the, loo the loo can. Loo. Yeah, and it's yeah, like stop trying to dress up a fucking pig. You know what I mean? Exactly. Don't put a pig in lipstick. And then kiss it. Jesus. No, see, I'm looking. <laughs> I I'm knew he was going to get there. I knew he was going to get there when you said pig. I'm on GameSpot.com. I'm on GameSpot.com, and Lucy James, who is British, is hosting a live stream on there for Skyrim. Yeah. So yeah. when go, I need go everybody, into her room and ask her right now. What I no no, I'll, I'll do you one better. What I need everybody to do in our chat on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games is to leave our tab open, but go to GameSpot.com, log I in, and then ask her if a toasted cheese sandwich is a grilled cheese sandwich, all right? And you can tell her that I sent you and that that's a whole thing. Tell her to yell uh, from the other room, too. What, what, a, what a nightmare it is being friends with you, Greg. What a ni- what a living nightmare it must be being living in around you. Listen, I'm sure over there, GameSpot is thrilled to have four to 5,000 people show up and ask about grilled cheese sandwiches in the middle of this fucking Skyrim. How long Skyrim been out, Nick? You know what I mean? Uh, 15 years, 10 years. Exactly. Nobody gives a flying fuck about that. They want to know the shows. They want to know about these. All right, folks. I'm really sorry. I did it again. Uh, So sorry. Give me one second. I'll get everyone back up. I I don't know what I was thinking. No, I was thinking that wasn't this conversation is the truth. My bad. We're back. Run! <laughs> Stop clicking things, Kevin. I'm just sorry. Post the show. <laughs> we're good now. We're good. We're totally good. And so, anyways, uh, this you should buy this sandwich that might be a grilled cheese sandwich. No one's 100 percent sure. And uh, he's like, "Fine, I'll buy the damn sandwich." And he buys the damn sandwich. And she brings it over. Like I said, it didn't look the toasted. And so then, uh, guess what happens? Cobb comes over and he sits down. And he's like, "What the fuck, mate? Oi, governor!" And he's like, "You've been following me. I know you've been following me. What do you want?" And he starts asking him questions. He's like, "I'm not. I haven't been following you, bloke." And he's like, "Yes, you have, mate. And I've seen. I've you've been doing it for a long time. And I know you have. And so, what do you want to know? You want to know what's in the bag? You want to know this? What's your name? And the blah blah blah. And they can have a little conversation here for a little bit. It's it's, it's fun Scary back and forth. I exactly. Because be billing this. Cobb, Cobb Oh, he's flipped God. it. Cobb has flipped it here. You know Can what you I mean? Imagine Andy. Oh my God, dude! I would be freaking out the whole time. But I think I think uh, Cobb goes about it a really cool way. Also, Cobb, the name of Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. Exactly. And hey, everyone. Spoilers. This is this is a future spoiler. If you haven't seen Inception, little Easter egg. Okay. So, qual- like, as long as my hands are up like this, don't we're listen. In the, we're in okay. the safety zone. That's the safety zone. 
Cobb is also the name of DiCaprio's character in Inception, who is a thief and steals ideas by getting into people's uh, dreams. Following is about implanting false evidence into Bill, deceiving the understanding of police by getting into Bill's life. Inception's about implanting ideas into Fisher's mind by getting into his dream. Inception starts with the dream where Cobb tries to steal secrets from envelopes in a safe, but was deceived by Saito in one dream. Following ends towards a situation where Bill has to steal envelopes of photos in the safe, but was deceived by Cobb. Wow. wow. It's all one, connected. One trick pony. One trick pony. Yeah, but you it's a good I mean? trick. It's like a backflip. You know what I mean? Well, like like that cool horse trick. can do something a lot of people haven't seen before. Dark Knight Rises ended his career. Anyway, here's back another to fun it here. fact. They yeah. were all dead the entire time. Oh my god. <laughs> the island was purgatory. <laughs> all right. Plum. Damn. Going <laughs> going all the way to Shutter Island. <laughs> okay. Oh, I went to Lost. Trust me, I, after I walked out of Shutter Island, I never thought about Shutter Island again. Shut the fuck up. What? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got him, dude. <laughs> See, man, it hurts. It hurts. You turn these things around, these knives on each other. <laughs> you, don't, you don't expect me to pull the knife on me. Throw that back sounded, like, that sounded like the Texas Beach shit right there. You don't expect yeah, me to pull the, the knife out of me and throw it at you. <laughs> that was really good. You Greg. thought I was going to go down. I didn't go down like no bitch. I'll fucking tell you. You shut the fuck up. How's it be? <laughs> Anyways, all right. So he's like, yeah, what the fuck, mate? And he's like, no, he's not. All right, I have, man. All right, why? I'm not. You're not. You're not police. You're not this. You're just doing this for a lark. And he's like, he just tears him apart. He sees right through him. You know what I mean? It's like when Kramer figures out George's password for his bank card. He's just he can see through the layers and understand exactly what's going on here. And so finally, he's like, well, why don't you ask some questions? And he, my name's Cobb or whatever. Look in the bag, and he opened the bag, and it's a bunch of CDs and shit. And it turns out, yeah, guess what? Cobb is just a burglar. He's just a plain old burglar who dresses like the guy from Team Fortress. And he walks around and he burgles people. And that's what his whole his whole thing is. That's what he likes to do. And he's like, you know, this is who I am. And you should just come with me. And we're going to go. I'll show you what it's all about, bruh. And he's like, what? And like this guy, like I said, stupid ass, not writer, writer, who's on Twitter for 13 hours a day tweeting about how mad he is at Neil Druckmann. This guy's like, I guess I got nothing better to do. I will leave my cheese sandwich and come with you. But I was picking it. He wasn't even eating it. You didn't, you I don't care how. You don't think he ate it? You think he like, no, you see, him. You, see him. you see him doing all this and tearing it up. And, you know, and I would assume the idea is that he's full. But guess what? I'm I could eat a fucking pizza and an ice cream sundae. And you give me a grilled cheese. I'll still eat it because it's I'm not going to let it go to waste. It's two slices of cheese. You can't do it. Two... You can't let those things go to waste. That's... You can't, Kevin. No. You understand. Yeah, absolutely. Starving people. Starving. Anyways, we probably get a flashback. And, you know, the timeline's all messed up in this one. That's why we'll have the whiteboard for Inception. But maybe we get a flashback here to where he looks like, I think we do, where he looks like fucking Matt Murdock and he's all busted up and he's got sunglasses on and he's outside the place with all the portals and you're like, what that, Wait, what's that all about? Yeah. If I get you a USB extender. <laughs> no, no, I'm just <laughs> No, no, I was why thinking. Why did it take so long? Because there's a bunch of parts in my thing. Because, Greg, I know you have an extra camera right now. You've got the Brio, uh, right? Yeah, USB extender. <laughs> you can pick this guy up, walk over yeah. there yeah. with it, switch cameras. Sure. You, would you like that? And then you can do the whiteboard. No, because here's where your sounds flawless. Why? That's going to work. I think what you're forgetting is that I also have that mic stand here. So I think for Inception, I'll just do it from a standing setup where I'll have the standing mm. mic and I'll have the okay. board behind me and I'll be ready okay. to fucking roll. Don't All worry right. about it, though. These are things we can settle after we get to Inception. In I have a feeling minutes. that I'm not going to buy the thing. You know what I mean? Okay. 
well, I'm not allowed to paint on the walls anymore, says Jen, so we have to figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, back to the thing. So, like, there, I'm Matt Murdock, and I'm outside. Is this a flashback? Am I the same person? I don't know. Greg's dumb. And they're like, Pff, all right, cool. Now we're back with Cobb and Young Man, and they're walking up to a thing, and they're like, we're going to go in this place. They're like, oh, that's nice. Cobb's taking them home. And so Cobb's like, oh, yeah, and he searches around. He fucking finds a key, right? He's like, usually key. They're like, oh, no, we're not at his home. We're robbing this place. And so he puts on the gloves, and he starts feeling around, and he looks under the mat, and he's like, it's not that easy. He's like, it's usually that easy. People are really fucking stupid in Britain. He's like, oh, fuck, okay. And it's not another thing. So he starts trying to, like, pick at the lock, and then uh, our boy here, young man, does the thing on top, like my dad did, where he he hid keys before he figured out I could use chairs to get to the cookies. It's a tall man's trick. An old man's trick? No, a tall man's trick. A tall man's trick. And he gets the key out of there. Yeah. Greg, okay, hold on. You said he hid keys up there. Until he found out you can get to the cookies. Were the cookies <laughs> locked behind lock and key? <laughs> Why did they have to lock about the it. cookies? Greg? You don't have to ask that question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. You, know the answer. you think I didn't know? I wasn't chewing on doorknobs trying to get in there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did they keep or, you on a leash? What the fuck? <laughs> what was happening? You can no, talk he to chewed us. through this the leash. That wouldn't work. This is a safe space, bro. No, no. It's just, you know, they thought they were smarter than me, but I showed them, and then I got the cookie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, so anyways, though, they get into this thing, and they walk in there, and he's explaining, like, being a burglar, right? And it's similar to how we started with a young man, where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't do it for any kind of weird thing or any sexual gratification or anything shit like that. And Cobb's like, yeah, I don't even fucking really need the shit I'm stealing. Like, I just like to come in here and fuck with people's minds, right? I like to fuck with their minds. That's what he's saying. Cool, Again, man. like Inception. Just saying, one trick pony. Tim, you hearing this shit? And so he's like, look at this. And he like tips some shit over and he's, he grabs a box. He's like, there's always a box. And you open it up and it's just, you know, a bunch of stupid relationship uh, stuff. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, why? how do you know? Who? And they start guessing who the people are. And he's like, young man's an idiot. He's like, I don't know. Maybe they're old. He's like, you're a fucking idiot, says Cobb. He's like, they got a futon. Only broke ass college kids have a futon. Clear, sirens are on her, by the way, if you hear him. Um, he's like, no one, only- no one said that uh, the reason that he came up with the story is that he got burgled. At some point, and yeah. uh, like his house was broken into, but he couldn't find anything that was actually stolen, and he was oh. really interested in that concept, oh, and so that kind of spurred it into this. I story. like I hate the I, like, I hate the word burgled. burgled. I know. I like it. Like like I've used it's it twice. Gross. Um, it's interesting though because in this scene they talk uh, obviously about like the the philosophical reason for for him doing this, and in Cobb's brain there is this moment where he talks about how like if you introduce a little bit of like that interrupt or chaos into, into their world, they'll appreciate more what they have, uh, which is a theme yeah, definitely yeah. that we see later in another, uh, in Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, but it's cool that you see a lot of those themes that he plays with here kind of come to fruition in different movies. And that's a great, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's really fucked up. Like going into someone's house and drinking oh, totally. wine, taking apart their stuff, putting underwear in some dude's pocket, which yeah, I thought yeah. was really funny when they're like, Oh, that's not like she's cheating on him. So she's yeah. going to give him shit, but she's the one cheating. I yeah, I like this whole funny. scene because, again, it, it is an interesting and I think on a, a base level of being a human being, a creepy weird thing of having people come in and, yeah, not necessarily take things from you, but rifle through your stuff. Rifle even worse. Go, go to your memento box, right, of like your relationship and fuck around with that. Yeah, take underwear from another place and put it into this thing. Drink your wine, right? Like not, not even be there to actually make money, which I think you understand at some point of breaking in and stealing a PlayStation or whatever to go sell at a thrift shop. Uh, this one just being to be a bunch of fuck boys weird. Also, uh, Greg, I was young yep. in the late 90s. The, I know you were. The Supple. resale value of CDs high? 
Yeah, there was no. a big not not high, but like there was a CD black market. People with like the trunks with the cars. Oh. But he wasn't. Still, I don't think he was still in the CDs to like Tim, sell. That's he did mention. Yeah, he, did. he did mention when they opened the bag that they had good resale value. Yeah, That's yeah. But I yeah. think, but all of that was to troll him into doing the eventual mm. like trying to mm. sell the stuff mm. himself. Yeah. Mm. Like he's sure. a hitman. The whole point of this is that he's just trying to fuck with the guy and get in his brain. And he, yeah. I don't think he has any inclination to sell any of this shit. And I think more so for him, he even talks about how he's like it's less about stealing stuff and more about like seeing into people's lives when they don't want you to see. You know, like breaking in basically yeah both metaphorically and physically and like you said nick right of like you know taking something away to show why they have it or whatever yeah. right like you know when they go they get the insurance money for stuff they would have lost to be like why do we need all this shit why do we why need all this re- shit to begin with yeah yeah exactly and then the same thing for the panties in the fight like why fuck up their relationship the young man asks he's like you know to show them what they have and or take away what they have so they see what they have right uh anyways yeah they go into the kitchen start drinking some wine like this is fucking brilliant right we're drinking their wine and, I, and he's like yeah and then they fucking come home and they're like oh no and it's Terrifying. a girl and a guy right terrifying moment and, right there and Cobb plays it off perfectly like oh is it are you here for the showing too and yada yada and he's like what the fuck are you talking about he's like oh is it and then he, they just get out real quick even though they're both wearing gloves looking like creepers quick and mind, uh dude. somebody quick yeah mind. exactly yeah. I, agree, I agree i don't know if you've been Somebody's, in that situation before greg but it is when i'm broken when i've broken into somebody's house to quickly get out of whoo yeah it's scary well, you, if I hear it when I'm when I'm breaking and entering, and I hear that key in the door, that's when I'm like, "All right, it's go time." <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, I'm not gonna run. It's me or them kind of thing. No, I, you know I, I mean? know. I so far, I'm still here hosting thing. shows, so you know <laughs> what I mean. They'll never catch the grabber. Um, they run out, and then there's a lady though or somebody going downstairs. So they run upstairs in a panic, and they get up there, and cops like, "This is a stupid fucking plane. We're gonna be up here forever." But then they start unpacking what just happened, right? And it was that idea of we're gonna be okay. Like, uh, don't worry. That woman came in, and did you hear the guy say anything? No, he didn't say a fucking word because guess what? That's not his house. She was coming back here on off hours to cheat on her boyfriend with this guy, so she can't come after us because it's gonna be an even bigger deal or whatever. We dodged a bullet here, yada yada blah blah blah. And so that make a lot of sense, by the way, because I'd be like, why don't you just tell the cops you were by yourself tell the guy to get out of there and be like i walked in on two guys like they're gonna believe the two fucking robbers that there was another dude there i mean i think it was more that in that weird situation you had enough time to get away well i I got you yeah because i I think that's how it shook out of like yeah there's that situation of like if i walked into your home well i guess that doesn't work but if i walked into your home with you to cheat on d with you but you're the one cheating, I guess. And if there was somebody in your house, my I first reaction would be like, wait, does Nick know these people? And then it was like, oh, wait, what's happening? And like, is this something that would normally happen? Are you moving? <laughs> and then by the time they got out and you're like, no, that was totally fucked up. We'd be like, oh, no, your memento box. All these Butterfinger <laughs> wrappers. <laughs> Who killed your wife? Different movie. Let's move on. All right. So, yeah, they up there. They're like, ha we dodged a bullet, but we're friends and we're thieves and yay. Um, and then we flash again around here, right? And I'm going to just say this is where we flash to young man having a short haircut, going to the bar and uh, meeting some blonde woman. And she's there and she doesn't want anything to do with him at first. And so he's like, oh, this fucking sucks. And but you can buy me a drink, but you can't sleep with me. Why not? Because I'm with that guy, the bald man in the back, who's like, it looks like he, you know, a low rung. Batman like takes out two thugs to get to this guy to get to Falcone. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of guy we got right here. But first so, off, like, just, just a receding hairline, young yeah, man. Yeah, not bald. Yeah, right? no, exactly. Not um, even the bald guy, right? Just yelling the at breaks. people for being bald. Okay. That's, a, that, that's not a blanket term you use on people, right, Andy? Yeah, exactly. Dude. It's just a receipt. I mean, they, they, they're acting like the dude was 
like if, fucking I don't know, John man. Luke Picard over there. Come exactly. on, give me a That's break. What I, was looking for. I mean, Bro, he was me credited as the bald guy. So no, I know, yeah. again, this is like again, this is why I can no longer Ooh. recommend watching Christopher Nolan films because yeah. all of the anti-bald sentiment that comes out of this guy, it's just it's disgusting, Tim. And I'm glad you finally brought it up, Tim. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really wish that we were brought to you by Hams this week. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would have been not. so good. <laughs> Before getting further, though, you don't have to be the bald man in this, your story. Um, eventually, though, actually, should... though, sorry. Before we get any further, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Honey. I'm sure you love buying things. We all love buying things, especially in this in this time we're all at home, online shopping. You could be saving a lot of money if you're using Honey. You're literally throwing money away if you're not, right, Kevin? Tim, I just used Honey today. For what? Interestingly enough, me undies. Uh, I can't oh. use. I was buying a bunch of packs. You know the packs, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Uh, our discount code doesn't work on, but I got an extra fifteen percent off. Well, there you go. Yeah, honey, honey, it just saves you money, man. Uh, oh, I got all go you got to do, Honey. It's sweet. Okay, that, that was good too. <laughs> You're literally throwing away money if you don't install Honey. It's a one-click thing. It's in your browser, and then you don't really need to do anything. It just every time you're buying something, and you're checking out from an online store. It applies the best coupons. You save money. In addition to that, you get Honey points that just kind of add up, and then eventually you can use like as money to buy things. So not only are you saving money, you are getting money. It's crazy. It's really, really silly to not do this because it's free and it's easy. Uh, Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Uh, Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Now it's part of the PayPal family, which means you can trust it even more. Uh, Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com slash morning. Again, this is one of those things that I could not recommend enough. Like every single person I know that's used it over time has saved so much money. Kind of funny, he has saved literally thousands of dollars um, over the last five years just because we have Honey installed. Uh, joinhoney.com slash morning. Back to the plot. And so they keep chatting it up, even though he can't sleep with her or whatever. And then she turns to him. She's like, say something. He's like, what? And she slaps him. She's like, meet me outside or whatever. And so, and then they go outside. <laughs> and then there's probably another jump back. I was still kind of confused by a lot of this. Oh, yeah. It's super confusing. Until you, like, it's, you, as I was watching it, and I was like, I'm fucking confused. I'm like, wait a second. I'm supposed to be confused. This is all going to get sewn up. So I just got to be. Bald, bald guy didn't even like react. He smiled. He was looking. He was like grimacing a bit. He was like flat mouthed when they were talking. And then when she slapped me, he he, he uh, she's still my baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's my baby over there. I don't know. I don't know what accent that is, but me that's what got kind I of job of the Italian. Really I'm not scary. sure. Maybe a little bit of Mads Mickelson. Java meets Mads Mickelson. I think is what my baby. I want my baby. Uh, anyway, so Java. J- Mads Mickelson and Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Wait. <laughs> is that not the one that was in uh... <laughs> Is that not the one that was in uh, Rogue One? <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Jabba the Hutt. They're in the same fucking universe. Yeah, okay. So you mean the sure. character that Mads Mikkelsen... <laughs> yeah, no shit, I mean the character. <laughs> Obviously, the man didn't meet a fictional fucking character. This fucking episode, I swear to God. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness gracious! I don't know, Cap. I don't know. I don't think the characters in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's a trick question. Of man, we, we gotta get Mads in a Nolan movie, man. Oh yeah, honestly, that would be good. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyways, that happened, and then I'm just putting this in there. Stick with me, because I think I'm right. Yeah. Uh, they eventually go. No, I guess I'm not right. 
Oh, no, they're not. Okay, hold on. Stick with me. So they went to – it doesn't fucking matter. In the real timeline, in real world time, they would have gone from the bar then to his apartment where they had a glass of wine and he clicked on his typewriter or whatever and his apartment sucks and she's there. I don't, she, I don't know yeah. that that's an apartment I would take someone to. You know what I mean? No, no, Especially no, definitely not. if definitely not. And I guess this had already happened, but like when he when he brought the, the thief guy to his apartment. Right, right. Weird. It's an interesting Is that that's mm, yeah mm, that's yeah okay so that was the thing he was like after they left the when they got caught at the uh, uh cheating relationship apartment he was like you think it's so easy you find the next fucking one we go to and so young guy brings him to his place but we don't right. we we'd already seen his place in the, the drinking scene then we you have to piece together that oh wait this is young guy's house again because he's got the typewriter in the shitty house and so same idea where he had said you know uh, remember how i said nobody's that uh it's usually that easy uh this time around they get to young guy's apartment and they open the uh, 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 floor mat, uh, welcome mat, and there's a key there. And they go inside and he's like, they look around and they're like this place. Fucking, <laughs> Cobb's like, this place fucking sucks. There's nothing to steal. It's a garbage place. And then as they start looking through his things, he's like, wait a second, what the fuck, dude? Like this, guy, we gotta get out of here. He's like, why? He's like, you, you, this guy's unemployed. And he's like, no, he's not. Like, he's pretty, this guy's probably got his shit together. He's probably pretty cool and has a big dick. And he's like, no, he fucking got a tiny dick and he doesn't have a job. Or he's a college student. Look, he's got all this crap and he's got all this garbage. And this, this place fucking sucks. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. This fucking sucks. And, and the guy has a freaking bat. Yeah, I was gonna say he has a Batman sticker on his door. That's yeah, irresponsible. Right. Too, I heard they right? Right? I, but huh? but but what tips him off to saying he's probably going to be back soon? What is it? Is it the the unemployed part? Okay, unemployed yeah. have no There's some shitty pamphlet he pulls out, but I forget what it is. Uh, but yeah. it's interesting though, because like, why did he bring him to his house? I think he was wanted he, him. He to... doesn't have the ball. Oh, you think it was no balls? I, I thought mm-hmm. it was like he wanted him to like profile him yeah yeah but i thought too but actually i was like i, I thought like it was no kind of cool sense well i think it i think it killed two birds one stone i think he was just fascinated to see what the guy would divine from his life as he as, if he let him in and it's like what an interesting opportunity for like someone who has this much or thinks they have that much like insight into the human condition yeah. be like oh come come into this random place and tell me what you think about this guy because it's like having a like a therapist um you know uh, therapize you without knowing therapize. who you are not a word, I know, but I just threw it out there. No, I like yeah, it. I like it. I'm down to get therapized. Nick, it's like it's like when you have a friend that's a doctor, and you're like, "I've got this thing on my neck." Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's it would be more like, like my I'm buddy of mine has got this thing on his neck. It's like it's, you're dying. <laughs> it's you're good you, to die. you have it. <laughs> um, I want to also. Uh, I know it's jumping ahead a little bit, but I really liked when they were talking shit about him. And he was like, I think he bought the mat so that he could put the yeah. He bought the yeah. he bought the welcome mat just for that because it was brand new. I thought that was cute because he's yeah he's that. I would love that. for this guy to to break our rooms down. Sure. You know, to break oh my our god, no, I don't want room. that. I don't want that <laughs> at all, dude. And he's gonna be just looking around your shit, just being like Why looking at all, all the different drinks figures. that you drink. And he's like, this, what's the story here, Tim? What's if you like, I can be that guy for all of us. I will go great. into all of your places and mm-hmm. start just taking shit and throwing it on the ground. How does that sound? fantastic Great. no thank you so yeah they you know cop and him get out of his apartment uh and then yeah they uh go of to the third apartment they go to there is the uh the woman's the blonde's apartment uh they go in there they're rifling through things this is when the timelines kind of converge not at the first time but one of the first times where they're going through there and you know fucking around and man she got a lot of photos of herself dude she's super fucking hot i'm gonna take some of her underwear because she's so hot she's the bombshell bro and i'm like danny show some respect and danny would watch <laughs> And he's like, bomb 
show and they're walking around they're fucking with the piano and then like they you know he's just doing a bunch of weird little shit right like going through the underwear and then he takes one of the earrings you're like oh that's fucked up and then he goes and he puts it in, in the piano bench though on the under in the with all the music and shuts it and then in the real timeline right uh it's we're back at that we're at that apartment on the date though with the short-haired uh, young hair young man version and they're there and they're you know hanging out and uh they're talking and they're like what are you know what this is it and like you know he starts scrambling through the, the thing to get the earring and try to find it for her and it's this weird thing of like are they friends are they not and then she comes down after showering and she's in her just in a robe and she talks to him for a while and she goes back upstairs and he comes upstairs and there's that like moment in the bathroom where like oh you're inviting my privacy but are you and then they start kissing and then we'll go back to past timeline where uh Cobb and young man are out for a meal and he's like, see, Cobb's like, see, you're, you're getting a taste for this. You're liking this. You're, you're liking being a burger. You, you want to be a burglar with me? You're going to be a burglar with me. Like, you're having a great time, aren't you? And he's like, ah, you're crazy. I'm just in it for the material. And he's like, you've never written, you don't even write fucking parking tickets. Get out of here. What are you talking about? You got nothing. And he's like, no, you like it. You're going to taste for the finer things. And he's like, what? Like this meal. And he's like, you're paying for it. And he's like, I got no money. I told you I couldn't pay. So he's like, eat the steak. And he's like, no, use this card. And then he pulls out the card. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Lloyd, uh, D. Lloyd. He's like, you're D. Lloyd. Just sign the back and you're D. Lloyd. And he signs, he's like, oh, this is great. And he puts the card in his pocket. And then, like, this is a really great meal. I have a great time. And he looks over, and nee! it's the girl coming in with who we assume is her actual man, she or the guy she lives with. And the guy and young man's like, "Oh fuck, we gotta get out of here, Danny. This ain't this ain't good. This ain't good. This ain't good." And he's like, "Nah, it's fine. What is she? She's with the other guy. What is she gonna do? She gonna fucking start some shit?" And he's like, "Ah, she's looking at me. She looked right at me." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> freaking out. out. God, this I, is I, so Nick. This is so Nick in a situation. It is. Anytime you're right. something like this could happen, Nick's gonna freak out like that. I'll do the wrong Nick thing is, every time. Nick is so <laughs> right, dude. Whatever I he think, would tell my everyone, gonna make he, it he right. would stand up and be like. We broke into that lady's house, and I think she's cheating. <laughs> just conf- just start. I, I would just start confessing shit that people are like, we don't want to know this at all. <laughs> Kevin, oh. do you re- do you remember when we were doing the IG or uh, the the IHOP shoot uh, for KFA? Oh. <laughs> and Nick was just like, turn off the camera. She knows we're filming. She knows we're filming. <laughs> and it's just like we got the shot already. Like we're like it's cool. Don't worry about it. And they're just eating pancakes at that point. Yeah, I was scared too. <laughs> uh so they it uh you know, much to Cobb's chagrin they leave the restaurant and shot and uh Cobb chews him out out front like ah, if i you know i love to finish my meal with a coffee and this fucking sucks and he's like i'm sorry i was freaking out and she saw me and she knows and he's like well if you care so much why don't you cut your hair and get a shave and change your outfit just look different you still look like the same schlubby schlub that was schlubbing it up in her house. And I'm sick of being with this schlub. So stop being a schlub. And yeah, he's like, oh. he, he pretty much has like, you already look like a criminal. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Fix your right. shit, dude. Yeah. And so, you know, a uh, young man goes home and he's like contemplating all this and he's thinking about all this. And I think he's going through a uh, blonde woman's stuff. Right. And he's like, she would never date a schlub like me, but she would date a schlub burglar like Cobb. If I looked like Danny O'Dwyer from no clip and he, she's like, that's what I'll do. So he stands up and he shaves finally. And then he cuts his own hair, which is never a good idea. And it comes out. All right. You know what I mean? It's all right. It doesn't look pretty good. good. I think it looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He looked greasy before. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. you look really clean. like he looked sweaty. But Andy, oh, see, Andy, too. you weren't you guys weren't born. You guys didn't live through the nineties. Like that was the look. The Ethan Hawk, greasy, sort of like long hair. You you were like emoting all the time. If we're like, what are you worried about? You're like, everything in the world's going to end. Nuclear war, waste. There's a fucking island of plastic floating idiots. out in the ocean. It was the germs. You know? It's true. 
They didn't know. They had no idea it was going to take no. us down. You just always, I don't know. He just looks way cooler with the hair shade and with the goatee shaved also. And so this is where we kind of catch up to the timeline the first time, kind of where it's like, all right, cool. Now you see where he started to date her. And now we go to a date with them. Uh, they're at a basement bar, no windows, back corner booth, and they're having a good time. But then he starts poking around about it. Like, oh, you're, you, you only take me to places no one can see you because you're afraid of the bald man seeing us. And she's found like, yes, I am afraid of the bald man seeing us. And he's like, why are you so afraid of the bald man? And she's like, well, he fucking brutally murdered someone in my house on this carpet and smashed every one of their fingers and then smashed him in the head with a fucking claw hammer. And then they dragged the body out and I rolled it up. And that was the end of that, man. And that's that fucks you up. And he's like, that is fucked up. But I'm not really reacting. I'm not really overreacting to the fact that fucking you could probably end my life or whatever. Uh, so, like, tell me more. How could I help? And she's like, well, you know, he's got a safe and he's got photos of me in it in a compromising position. They're in a manila envelope. And I mean, actually, she might have le- he might have left there. And then she tells him this later. But I'm putting it here. I don't give a shit. Uh, and he's like, oh, man. And she's like, yeah, there's me. There's probably some money in there. And so you could go in there and you could get that. And that would solve all our problems. And then he wouldn't have anything on me anymore. And I wouldn't have to be uh, afraid of pissing him off. And we could live a nice life. We could have a house in the suburbs. We could run around. You could be greasy. You could be non greasy. I don't mind. And he's like, this sounds like a, this sounds like a good thing because i've learned a lot from burglin uh, what three houses one of which being my own and i'm ready to take on a mafia crime boss <laughs> i'm not worried about this at all nothing can go wrong uh, jumping ahead w- once more were the pictures just people dancing it was just pictures of other women i think models or whatever i mean was, they were totally innocuous just photos yeah. yeah it turns out this guy's not a mobster at all he just loves taking pictures of people artsy style stuff you know yeah. what i mean Kev? he, he wanted a, to be the next he did have a lot out. of money in the in the thing it is. And this guy's like, so crumbly. this, he was like, okay, there's money in here. So I'll get the bright idea to pull a wolf of Wall Street and start taping this fucking thing to myself for just, 45 just minutes. Just grab a pot. Just, just grab, grab a, a pot. Anything. Stick it in there. Anything. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Take your jacket off, wrap all the right? money so up. They call it a money pot. Idiot. That's what he looked. Is that what they call the money? That's what a jacket on. Just put it in your fucking jacket. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'd case that joint and then. He had also seen a bald man come out of the girl's apartment at one point. Uh, and then, but he was casing the joint and he went there to do this and he got in there and he does the thing where he looks around for a bag because he was taught to grab a bag from the premises and there's no bag there, even though he's looking in a very weird position, but it's a black and white movie. I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. It could have been, could have been three surfboards up there. I'm not sure what the fuck he was looking behind, but he was looking behind something. Greg, could have been four surfboards. Fuck, Andy. You just blew my mind. (laughs) 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 And so uh, he opens up the safe, and yeah, there's a bunch of money in there. There's a middle envelope. BTW, he he promised not to look at the middle envelope. Um, He's like, all right, cool. Got nothing here. I'm going to pile it all up here. And then there's some tape here on this very stealth job. I'll start going, though. And yeah, he starts taping it to himself. And so we hop away back to the other timeline, right? And we're going to put it here that, well, I'm just going to give you a little bit of real timeline. No, I'll, I'll put it here. So then he meets with Cobb on a rooftop and he's like, I found a new thing and it's this thing. And we're going to go to this safe and steal some money and get these things for a friend. He's like, who's the fucking friend? And he's like, it's the blonde woman. I've been involved with her. And he's like, ah, and he gets all mad and he fucking pushes him really awkwardly. And they kind of, they fake wrestle. Like when you're mad at your friend, but you don't really want to hit your friend. They roll around for a little bit and his face gets all bruised up. And he's like, enjoy your solo career. And he fucking leaves. And it's like, oh, man, fuck. That's crazy. Uh, and that's how his face got all bruised up. And that's why he's on his own with no help from Cobb on this one. And uh, then we'll jump back. Why not? And he, oh, he had called him one time asking about a weapon. And what do you do with a weapon? And they told he told him to get a claw hammer and put it in your belt and shit like that. And so then we're back where he's robbing stuff. And he's taping all the money to himself. And then some dude just shows up. 
And he's like, oh, no. And so he fucking clobbers this guy with the hammer. Well, they wrestle for a little bit. And he clobbers the guy with the hammer. Fucking, you know, does he kill him? Well, who knows? Uh, we it's know. Just the sound, the sound, it's mostly because of the sound effects and the editing that you just can't tell. <laughs> it's just not done very well. Real quick, Jasic7, thank you so much. Hey, Lucy. Hi. Is a toasted cheese sandwich in Britain just a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah, it is. And then also, what is Hugh Grant over there? Like what? Christopher Nolan's like the Duchess or something, and then Elton John's like Sir Elton John. What is? You got anything for Hugh Grant yet? Um, no, at the minute he's um, phone hacking involved in all the anti-phone hacking stuff. Wait, he he hacked people, or he's what? trying to stop? He was hacked. He was it was hacked. A big thing in the UK media where the newspapers were hacking. So yeah, yeah, I remember this. Uh, uh, the, the Rupert Murdoch did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hugh Grant now, I don't think he's a or anything but he's very outspoken in okay he's okay i think you should start the push to make him a sir that's all i'm saying okay oh it's a push I looked it up all online. Right. so yeah he got it. the claw hammer and all this shit and he claws this guy and he's like i got the claw and so uh then he's got blood on him and stuff and he's got all the money but he tapes the money up and then yeah he uh, uh absconds with the money and then uh we cut back to uh when a young man called Cobb and is like telling him stupid stuff i forget what it's about this job though and he's like oh yeah okay well, whatever i'm cop oh, 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 oh. and then he hangs up and you hear a voice from off camera go what was that all about and you're like oh my god cobb's got a wife and a family he's about to fucking lie straight to his wife's face and guess what brother it, i'm sorry guess what bloke Bong. it wasn't plot <laughs> it was the blonde woman <laughs> they were involved together as well and this was all a scam to set up our boy young man this got me guys this did, was right? yeah, exactly. like, oh shit because you're like oh my god wait what the fuck and it's like yeah the, the idea here was that Cobb, a, a seasoned burglar had burgled into a house and found an old woman dead and so when he left he was like i ain't about this fucking life and he bounced and when he bounced somebody saw him and so he was like fuck the only way to have plausible deniability with the police officers is to have them apprehend a separate individual who has my exact same mo so i can be like see it wasn't me maybe it was him who knows though it's nobody you know what i mean this is yeah you can't put two people in jail for the same crime or can you you can't but they were like all right cool and so he's like this makes perfect sense so he's like blonde woman we're gonna use you and you're gonna make him fall in love and then you'll set him up for this thing and then that'll be the thing he'll get apprehended doing that and it'll be just you know eggs benny for everybody it's cool man it's it's fucking cool dude exactly exactly it's awesome and so they're like, great, cool plan or whatever, right? And uh, you cut back to uh, our boy, young man, who's now got the money or whatever in the envelope. And he's like, you know what? I am. I promised I wouldn't open this envelope. I'm going to open this envelope. He opens the envelope, just a bunch of photos of other women, not in compromising positions. Very nice, consensual photos. Maybe this guy is, you know, a photographer of models, or maybe he was just auditioning some models. Weird thing, thing to keep in, in a safe, you know? But it's, you know, uh, Kevin, I feel like that's more of a binder. Kevin? Everybody's got a box. On your these were the women that these were the women that were pointing to. Him. I keep pictures of Tim in my little firebox up in my, exactly. my closet. Exactly. You know I wish I mean? that were true. I really did do. <laughs> Just Polaroids. Like, yep. when did you think these? <laughs> he's so pretty when he's, he's like, sleeping. oh, I had he's, Kevin he's take him. Me. And so he throws in. He's fucking. I bet you would snap a couple for me if I need. He to throws the photos. He's like, uh, I skipped over this part of the conversation. I enjoyed this though when uh, Cobb and the blonde woman were uh, talking about, ah, this all worked out perfectly, and this is the thing they mentioned the welcome mat thing kevin had and she, she was like ah did you have to break my window and he's like it would have been the third house in a row with a key like yeah it can't be that easy sorry and it was like all right 
And so anyways, oh, he finds the photos. Back to your, that, about stealing stuff that I didn't mention earlier. And this is, again, just a fun thing going forward is the clock that he steals, the Cobb steals, yeah. is the same clock that we'll see in Memento later. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so, uh, yeah, so he's angry now. He throws the photos. Uh, he then comes to her house. Yes. And he's like, listen, this is all bullshit. And she's like, you know what? It is bullshit. And she lays everything I just said out to you. Right. And she's like, look, the, and here's the thing though. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't fucking matter at all because you, you were supposed to get apprehended and then it would have been done and you both would have been out with a little burglar charge. No big deal. Or, you know, nobody's tried for murder. Everybody's happy here. Cause in Britain, when you go get tried for murder, they put on the powder wigs or whatever, and they stand on these really tall benches and judge you. And so he's like, uh, pretty close to being true, but look at this. And he pulls out the fucking bloody claw, claw hammer and he, he tosses it now. He's like, I fucking hit that guy in the head. Is he dead? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. And she's like, I don't fucking know either, but that's fucked up. We didn't see that coming. That wasn't how it was supposed to be. And he's like, you're all mental. You know what I mean? Which is how you call people crazy. You're all there. fucking mental. Yeah, mental. And so he bounces or whatever. And then uh, we then get, you know, the time juxtaposition, right? Where we're back now to Cobb talking to her. And he's he's like, did you have to sleep with him? And she's like, did you have to fucking uh, like him or whatever? I forget what it was. Uh, but it's like, and they start talking and Cobb's got this like tinge to him. He's like, and like oh he's getting he's getting angry what's going on and so then we're now cutting back between that conversation and the conversation that started the thing of the young man talking to this man who turns out to be uh john nolan of course who is the uncle as we already found out and is also the police officer he's a police officer it's a young man confessing all this telling them all this stuff laying it all out for who Cobb is and what the hell's going on and uh, uh we get to this point though and he's like the police officer's like, but here's the problem is we don't have any unsolved old woman murders around. That's here. the wow. Like, I was like, Whoa. And he's like, what? Plant. And then you cut back to the conversation between Cobb and the blonde. And Cobb's like, this is what the boss is always saying. And she's like, what? Like, plant, plant. like, it's just the sirens. Are, the Nolan siren is going off at full volume right and now. They are on our side. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, listen here, blonde. Uh, yeah, the boss knew he couldn't trust you, said you had incriminating evidence, something about a rug that you store. And I was like, oh, shit, she was blackmailing him with the rug. She didn't throw away the rug that had all the blood on it. He's like, yeah, so like we can't have that anymore. So uh, I'm going to kill you with this claw hammer in the same way they killed that uh, guy. And then it'll also be that it'll just all be tied to that hammer and it'll all be tied to Loverboy there. And then y'all fucked. I didn't I didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill any. Or I wasn't even around. There is no dead old woman. You're the dead young woman. That's how it's got to be. And you cut back to the policeman. And he's like, yeah, you're fucked up, man. We just found the blonde's body over there. She's dead with the same hammer. They killed that guy and your prints are all over. And he's like, Plon. like, oh, fuck, you're going away for a long time, junior. And he's like, no, it was Cobb. And he's like, I've never heard of Cobb. I've never even gone on the cob it doesn't exist <laughs> and then <laughs> outside <laughs> you see Cobb like walking into the street in the black and whites or whatever and they're talking about like oh man yeah we went to the drive so totally skipped the scene where they were in that uh you know building that wasn't in use or whatever and Cobb changed all the locks and he was he was like squatting there or whatever we went to that and there was nothing there and there's nothing here and nobody's ever heard of this cop man i've never even seen a no clip video who's this danny and they're like plan plan and like Cobb walks out in the street and you'd expect him to be a corner of the cop but he's not he's a man and then some it just blacks out for a second i assume a bus goes by maybe one of them double deckers maybe harry potter's on it and then when it comes back guess what no cop credits what a great job man that was a great Great job greg and all uh, done in 70 minutes yeah man super uh, super efficient kevin no Mm -hmm. no added bloat yeah no add like uh, one of my immediate thoughts was man they should remake this movie today 
But if it did get remade, it would be like two All and a half Leonardo hours. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised and like I am even more hyped for Nolan in review now where most of these movies I haven't seen. And if, if really? they're of this quality, at least I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. Have you seen Memento? Ones, no. The only ones oh. I've seen are Interstellar and Inception. That's it. Wow. You haven't seen You're Prestige? Gonna... I haven't seen oh. Prestige. Oh, I haven't seen oh man. Happy. So I'm very excited for you. I haven't seen Dunkirk. Dunkirk is more of an experience, less of a plot-driven movie. Dun- but Dunkirk, Dunkirk is, is less awesome. is less of the weird shit and just yeah, kind of more, but it's still more of a retelling of an actual historical event. To do weird things with time. Don't tell me no, anything. No, about no, anything about about it. I don't want to know. Uh, it's Kevin. Oh, ooh, you know what I'm excited about? Joey pretty much gave me her Xbox One X, so I, I have a 4K player now since my old one broke. Yeah, boy. And now I'm gonna buy these movies on 4K. I'm so excited oh, for it. Yeah, Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like Liz Lawson did, to write in your review in haiku form. The writer lacks game. He meets a burglar who makes him the the best patsy. It's true. What? What? Patsy. Patsy, fall guy. Um, Joe I'm Merton. Trying count, I'm trying to count though. <laughs> uh, I don't even try. Don't even try. <laughs> Joe Merton says Nolan's sure inspired by Blue Velvet and others. Lynch in review, please. I had a lot of people have been saying asking for that. Yeah, yeah we'll see. A lot we'll of people asked for Kevin Smith in review. We saw how that went. Yeah, we're not Andrew Feisner says Bill is a sucker. Cobb is a slick brother trucker. <laughs> Hook line and sinker. Nailed it. Nailed oh, it, never mind. It. I'm not thinking Lynch. I'm thinking of Fincher. People have been saying David Fincher interview. That's it. That's it. So Ragu Bagu, how do you, should we do it for Nolan? Does that even make sense? I don't think so. Because I feel like sometimes we do this and it just feels a little little tacked on. You know what I mean? I say we stay. I say we stay away from it. Greg Miller, chat's, the, chat's you, gonna wow. get mad. This isn't, this isn't wow. my show. What, what so. if we do best protagonist? Oh, Greg left. He, he got mad. He's a, he's you're going to disrespect Ragu Bagu this way. You can just look at my still image, all right? Do you want me to so I didn't realize I was, such an, I was such an old horse, all right? You just take me out to run the Kentucky Derby, then you just put me right back in the stable. And I Greg, say, please, please, Mr. Jockey, give me a carrot. And Andy says, no, yeah. back in your stable. Yeah, back in your stable before I make glue out of you, you old man. So Ragu Bagu, we're doing it? or For me, I guess Ragu. it's more of a thing of, I'm sorry, we were doing it. We the song has started already, Greg. Bagu. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys. The Executive podcast. Decision. We're doing protagonists. Yeah. All right. Great ideas. Rag guys talk. Uh, do it again. Oh, Jesus, this is a brand new show. Andy, you're the host of the show. Ragu. Gagu. <laughs> Gagu. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Let's talk about rad guys. I screamed talk about Andy. Good you guys. host this show. <laughs> Andy didn't jump on it. I jumped on it. Fuck. You understand me? Now you're stuck with me. This, of course, is the podcast within a podcast where we talk. We are rad guys, and we talk about good guys in the Christopher Ragu, Nolan Ragu, universe. Ragu, goo, goo. Ragu, <laughs> Oh, what are we? Is there a protagonist? And is there a good guy in this movie? Yeah, it's the the, the kid. Young man. Young man. 
Do we? Uh, he's the protagonist. Man. I don't know if he's a good guy. Well, that's I why. He, that's why Tim said protagonist. He didn't say good guy. Okay, so it's like it's got to be rad guys talk pro pugu. No, it's ragu gugu. Ragu gugu works. What do we think about the? What is this? The boy? Is that his name? The guy? The younger man. The young man. He's got to be at number one, but I don't think he, he's going to stay there long. Even no, 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 no. Leonardo DiCaprio comes in, motherfucker. So it's not going to be Hey, You guys can suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> All right, there we are. There, he's number, there Greg, write this down. He's number one. Got it done. Noted. <sighs> Man. All right. Yeah, and obviously ranking the, the movies here. This one's number one. I I don't expect it to maintain at number one no, for very no long. But, but having said that, like, God, this was so fucking good. No, no fucking like, way. I'm very, very impressed with this. And like, this isn't just like, oh, it's it's a pretty nifty movie for his first debut. It's like, no, this is actually legit. Yeah. yeah I enjoyed really it. Yeah. Cool. I thought it, and I mean, I know that it was, uh, you know, short, but it, it, it does a lot in those uh, 69 minutes that I thought, you know, were good and earned and was enjoyable. And it yeah. stands on its own two feet more than that. Anything else, right? Like this is not necessarily like to Andy's point. Yeah, there's a twist and a turn at the end. It's it's clever in that it keeps you interested, but it's not it's not like Sixth Sense style. Holy shit, that blew my mind. What is amazing to watch and see in this though is that it is this feels like a movie. It is a standalone like um, excuse me stands on its own two feet, start to finish film, um, and that is very very difficult to make for six thousand dollars. It takes a lot of fortitude, and I think more than anything else, it proved if I were a person who was potentially going to hire him to direct my next film or greenlight his next film, I'd be like, this dude can get it done. He can tell a story. He knows how to work with actors. Let's give him memento. There we go. So number one, following. Ladies and gentlemen, this Friday we'll be debuting Studio Ghibli Miyazaki in review with Castle of Cagliostro. Nick, how stoked are you? I'm very excited about this. Very excited for you guys to watch this, and very excited for everyone out there if you haven't seen it to have it be uh, to have it be a good first experience for you. Have any of you guys seen it? No, no. Ooh, excited! I have me not. neither. I so. haven't seen most of Ghibli. I've, I've, I think too. I've only seen Howl's Moving Castle, Totoro, and Spirit of um, Away. Maybe Kiki? no. Uh, Mononoke. 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 Exciting yeah. time. And then next Tuesday, we'll continue Nolan in review with Memento. Until then, wow.